Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, March 22nd. U.S. equity futures are mixed, so S&P futures are flat to down small, down about four points. That's just about 10 basis points. NASDAQ futures are outperforming. They're up about 64 points. That's about 50 basis points. Dow futures are lagging down about 110 points. That is about 33 basis points. So you're seeing outperformance in growth momentum, some mild outperformance in cyclical value stocks this morning. Treasuries have a healthy bid. So you have yields, five to 30 year yields are down about four to five basis points. Remember I wrote on Friday, I sent around a piece and I included in all of, uh, I included in this morning's piece as well. There's a link to it just talking about how I think treasuries have near-term upside. I think yields will fall in the near term. Um, this is more just kind of reversal of year-to-day trend, um, but also some uh, technical and fundamental factors that will help treasuries in the near term. Um, so you're seeing that so far play out this morning. Just looking at Europe quickly, the major indices are trading down small, about 15 basis points overall. You're seeing outperformance in auto stocks. So Volkswagen, once again, continues to rally. Tech is trading well in Europe. Also, um, I think most notable in Europe this morning, travel stocks are getting hit very hard. Um, so all your big airlines, cruise uh, cruise stocks, travel bookings firms, et cetera, all getting, um, are, are, are all very weak for sale this morning. Um, you know, you can cite some negative COVID headlines on the tape. So, you know, you have a lot of ongoing uh, negativity as far as just the European battle against COVID. You have transmissions that remain very elevated. You have lockdown restrictions that are being extended and new ones getting put in place. You have a lot of uh, uh, negative sentiment around the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is um, you know, the main one that is that is approved and on the market in Europe. You are seeing other vaccines, supply of them get increased, but they bet on, va- on AstraZeneca for the initial stages of their vaccination process, and that has not worked out. So you definitely don't have a very um, bright outlook in Europe with regards to COVID. But I just think in the final days of Q3 and Q1, you are seeing an unwind of some of the, the quarter's big trades. So, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why you're seeing treasuries rally this morning. Um, and then that's another reason why I think you're seeing investors just book profits in some of the travel stocks, which have been huge performers um, quarter today. And I suspect you'll see that play out in the U.S. as well, where a lot of the travel-related names are probably susceptible to selling pressure this week. Um just on the banks, quickly in the U.S., bank stocks have also been enormous outperformers um, in Q1, driven by all the same macro themes that have helped um, other cyclical value stocks, as well as what's happening in Treasury. So I think bank stocks will be susceptible to selling pressure this week. Again, just um, profit taking to end the quarter. But there was also an FT article that I think is definitely worth highlighting, just talking about how U.S. banks aren't going to benefit nearly as much as I think the popular narrative Um suspects they will because of what's occurring in rates. It just goes into some details about where banks are really exposed in the yield curve and how yield curve is not evolving in such a way that banks are going to, again, massively benefit in terms of um, earnings. Just some other quick items to note this morning. AstraZeneca published, formally published its US phase three data. This is something that uh, markets have been waiting for. They published phase three data from a variety of different other trials from around the world. This is the first time they're publishing it out in the US. 
Um, decent headline efficacy number of around 79%. I kind of think it's relatively meaningless for the most part. You have a ton of stigma, uh, safety concerns around that vaccine. Um, you know, even though you've had AstraZeneca and a lot of various different health agencies around the world come out and defend it and um, and say that the safety concerns are overdone, are, there is definitely a big stigma around it. Um, and that is hurting the pace of vaccinations in Europe. Um, and it's really not needed in the U.S. right now. I think the U.S., again, the, cons- the, the consensus view has been that the U.S. can achieve herd immunity by May 1st. That remains very much in, in place, just given the, the pace of inoculations. And that is predicated on just three vaccines that are already on the market. So Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't require the Novamax vaccine to kind of get emergency use authorization or this AstraZeneca one. So I think those are only you know added positives as far as U.S. supply is concerned, but um, relatively immaterial, I think, for the near-term outlook for COVID in the U.S. Turkey is in focus. So uh, the Turkish president fired the central bank head again over the weekend. So you have uh, Turkish lira is very weak. Turkish CDS spreads are wider. Turkish equities are for sale, et cetera. For the most part, this seems to be contained. doesn't seem to be real con- a, um, a systemic issue at the moment. Um, so I, I doubt it's going to become a broader uh, you know, emerging market issue, but that's something that's definitely getting a lot of attention this morning. Um, there were a couple of M&A items in focus. So Canadian Pacific is buying... Um, Kansas City Southern in a, a large railroad deal worth about $30 billion. ByteDance is making a deal. Blackstone bid for Crown Resorts, the beleaguered Australian um, gaming company. And there were a couple of other deals as well that are on the tape. So m and is in focus this morning. Another, a bunch of articles, again, just talking about the Biden tax plan. So remember the Build Back Better proposal, which is going to couple infrastructure spending with tax hikes. This is kind of in the works. Um, you're going to read a lot about it in the press um, over the coming days and weeks. Unclear when the White House will actually formally unveil it. Um, remember, Biden does have his press conference on Thursday. Um, you know, there probably will be some more details that are going to emerge in the press before then. I'm sure he'll be asked a lot of questions about it. But, um, you know, you are going to see, again, a lot of tax hike headlines hit the tape, specifically upper income tax rates going up, uh, income tax rates going up on, on, on the wealthy, as well as, um, you know, normalizing or, or making capital gains dividend tax rates equal to income tax rates for wealthy individuals as well. Um, and then the corporate rate, again, uh, that has been, um, you know, going back to the campaign, Biden has proposed increasing the corporate rate too. So like I said, I think that's going to be, um, very much in focus looking out over the course of this week um, and then over the weeks and months going forward. Um, and that is essentially it in terms of major news and themes and trends for this morning. Um, obviously, a lot of other things to note. Take a look at the piece. Uh, on the calendar for today specifically, there's really nothing all that important other than a bunch of Fed speakers. Um, I doubt the Fed speakers will be particularly meaningful, even though Powell is scheduled to speak today. This isn't a major address for him. Um, just looking out over the course of the week. You have a few items in focus, including the flash PMIs that are on Wednesday, Biden's press conference on Thursday. You have the U.S. PCE for February. Remember, this is the Fed's preferred inflation gauge. That is on Friday. Um, Powell and Yellen will both be testifying together on Tuesday and Wednesday. I think those will be kind of the the big Fed communications of the week. Um, I don't think Powell's speech today should be all that important. You have treasury auctions. So you have two-year on Tuesday, you have five-year on Wednesday, you have a seven-year on Thursday. Remember, if you go back a couple of weeks, there was that very sloppy um, five-year auction that 
that really created a lot of anxiety around treasury markets. So I think the auctions this week will be watched especially closely. Um, you have a couple of earnings reports this week, including Adobe and GameStop Tuesday night. Um, and then Intel will be holding a webcast uh, Tuesday night with its new CEO. So this is an event a lot of people have been waiting for. Um, the new CEO will probably provide a lot of color around just the company's manufacturing outlook. And that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.